Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Learning Channel. In the previous video about action in Flame 2017, we looked at the redesigned render outputs for a better workflow, as well as a multitude of render passes. Now as a reminder, the render passes provide two functions for action. The first function is that they can create render pass outputs for action to keep working on the composite in the batch flow graph. The second function, which will be the focus of the next few videos, is that the render passes are also used for post-processing effects in action. This post-processing pipeline is called Camera Effects and is part of the Flame 2017 release. Camera Effects allows you to create loads of in-camera effects such as ambient occlusion, depth of field, motion blur, blooming, reflections and the list goes on. This is all based on the Matchbox GLSL shader technology introduced a few versions back in the Flame products. Let's look at how easy it is to apply a camera effects to this composite. Firstly, you need to be looking at the live preview result viewer in action. Your post-processing results are only shown in this pixel-based viewer. In the action schematic, locate your 3D camera. With it selected, go to the Action Nodebin menu. Switch to the Matchbox tab. Scrolling through the nodes, there are so many to choose from. Many more have been added to Flame 2017, including some that are using Autodesk Stingray gaming technology. We'll get to those in the next video. But for now, let's start off with something simple. I'll use a Bleach Bypass shader to stylize the look in camera. So instantly, the effect is applied to the result of the camera. If you switch to Orbit Mode through the Tools menu and move the camera around, you'll note that the Bleach Bypass is applied to the whole 3D composite. Now let's start pushing this further. Select the camera again and go to the Action Nodebin menu. This time, drag out a Blur 3D Selective. You should now see a slight blur in combination with the Bleach Bypass. Double-click on the Blur 3D Selective node and increase the blur a bit more. So the big question with camera effects is how does that differ to connecting nodes in batch as a post-process? Well, you can take advantage of the 3D information generated from the action render passes. Switch to the Selective menu. If you expand the Type menu, you can choose from a variety of 3D properties to influence the intensity of the blur based on 3D information. I'll choose Distance for this example. The blur disappears, but if you start increasing the linear amount, parts of the composite will start to blur in 3D space. To make it very clear, you can enable Selective Viewing. This color overlay will allow you to visualize exactly how much and where the blur will be applied based on Z-space and distance. Change the type from linear to cubic, and this will change the way the blur's influence will affect the composite. Playing with the cubic amount, you can see a fall-off being created. If you turn Selective Viewing off, you will see the result of the Selective Blur in combination with Z-space. This can very easily create depth of field effects. This is all happening in camera, aka camera effects. 
So if you were to move the camera further away from the 3D objects, eventually they will blur out. Even orbiting the camera will retain the camera effects post-processing results. Switching to the shader menu, you can see that the Matchbox code is activating these render passes in order to create the camera effects. This is done automatically, but you can change them if you wish to experiment further. Now I want to point out that this is only one way to create depth of field as a camera effects. You could also use the Stingray depth of field shader to perform the task, or perhaps a third party has written their own algorithm in a matchbox shader to create their preferred look. The point is that the camera effects is based on GLSL like matchbox and lightbox shaders, and therefore this is a totally open platform. Keep that in mind. Now this is a good time to zoom into the side of the building and look at the edges. Note the issues we're getting. This is a common problem for all applications when it comes to Z-depth, depth of field effects and alpha. To remedy this issue, switch to the output menu and start adjusting the mats threshold with the threshold slider. This adjusts the render passes to take more or less alpha into account when generating the render passes. This is quite common for semi-transparent keys like hair, glass, smoke and water to name a few. Adjusting the threshold will definitely help. I'll fit the composite back to the viewer and have another look. Now the beauty of camera effects, lightbox and matchbox is that they are applied at different points within the action pipeline. So you can mix and match as you choose. The composite is looking better but I feel that some light should be bleeding around the building. This can be done by applying a matchbox shader to the building texture and not the camera. I'll select the surface object and switch back to the action node bin. Using the same matchbox shaders, I'll add a light wrap shader node to the surface texture. Quickly, I'll call up the controls and change the blend mode to screen. You can adjust the amount to taste. This is by no means perfect, but it looks much better to sell the composite. So that's combining multiple camera effects with a matchbox texture shader. Now you can keep building the camera effects pipeline. Say for instance, you select the camera again and go back to the action node bin. In the matchbox menu, I'll drag out a fog 3D selective. This is now applied to the camera effects pipeline. Let's start using a 3D selective to control the fog in 3D space. In the selective menu, the selective type is already set to distance by default. Slowly decrease the amount of fog according to distance from the camera. It might be easier to do this by enabling selective viewing and adjusting the slider. So the concept we are replicating is that as things are further away, they tend to be a bit hazier. Now I like what I'm seeing, however one thing that has happened is that the fog is being applied after my bleach bypass, so the effect is looking washed out. Looking at the camera node in the action schematic, you can see what camera effects you are using, but this is not a representation of the camera effects pipeline. While still in the object menu, swipe downwards. 
When the camera is selected, you will see the camera effects pipeline in the priority editor. The pipeline is applied top-down. This is the same for the matchbox and lightbox pipelines. So if you want the bleach bypass to come after the fog, you can click and drag the nodes to rearrange the processing order. Now if you are doing this in batch with separate processing nodes, you would be manually disconnecting and reconnecting nodes in the flow graph. Camera effects is automated and makes connections for you very fast. So imagine spinning these ideas with clients during an attended session. It's very quick. Now if you want to see a before and after, just toggle the three keyboard shortcut to switch between live preview and 3D view. The 3D view just shows you the geometry with no post-processing. Hence the reason why you need to work in live preview to see the results. But this is still a great comparison tool. You can also select camera effects nodes and mute them individually in the pipeline by hiding the node using the H keyboard shortcut. Now you've already seen how the render passes can influence the result of the camera post-processing. But the action GMOSCs can also control the intensity of the camera effects. So let's say I want some sun rays to come from behind the clouds on screen right. Remember to select the camera first, otherwise you'll be manually connecting camera effects nodes when you apply them to the action schematic. Go to the action node bin menu. And under Matchbox, find the Rays 3D Selective node. Drag that into the schematic and add it to the composite. So that's quite a lot of rays, so we need to tone it down quite a bit. Double-click the node for its controls. In the Controls menu, move it back in Z to about minus 2. So it is now behind the building. You can enable the position icon and move the rays to the right of the building if it's easier. Notice how the rays automatically wrap around the foreground elements. Next, change the lens effect to cloud and you can adjust the amount to taste. Finally, I'll click the colour pot. In the colour picker, I'll choose yellow and then dial it back on the luminance. Click OK to confirm the colour selection. Now that's looking great, but I really want to angle and focus the rays. So switch to the Action Node bin and choose to see all nodes. Drag out a GMask node into the Action Schematic. Go ahead and draw a small diamond over the ray's camera effects. When the shape is closed, it cuts through the geometry as expected. However, if you hold the Alt-G keyboard shortcut, you can draw a GMask link to the camera. When you do this, you are assigning the GMask to the camera effects pipeline. Right now, it doesn't do anything. However, if you double-click on the Ray's 3D Selective node, you can click Use GMask Input in the Controls menu. The GMask is now controlling the intensity of this specific camera effects. If you look at the GMask shape in the Live Preview and start adjusting it, you can see how the GMOSC object shapes the spread of the light rays. Next, switch to Add Points mode in the Tools menu. Now hold Shift and add softness to the GMOSC. 
The softness controls the intensity of the camera effects over the gradient. In other words, the effect slowly decreases as it goes from the inner to outer edge of the G-mask shape. So you can control the intensity of various camera effects without trying to blend them down with different compositing techniques. This also avoids any edge or pre-multiplication errors. Scrubbing the time bar and pressing 3 to toggle between Live Preview and 3D View, you can see how we've quickly created such a difference using camera effects in action. To conclude this video, I want to point out that we have been using 2D images to create this composite. But everything that has been done here can equally be applied to 3D geometry in the action environment. In the next video, we'll look at another camera effects example using 3D geometry, as well as other camera effects based on the Autodesk Stingray gaming technology. This is definitely something you need to see. Be sure to check out the other videos covering the features, workflows and updates to the Flame 2017 products. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos.